Hello. I'm back. Guess who's back with me? You did such a great job last night. Oh, I thanks. listened to it. It was nothing as, without you. I was driving home. Was um, well, let us all know. Did you have a good time with the guys? I did. It was a I good did. men's night. It was really... Make new friends. Fulfilling, yeah. Good. We had a lot of great friends and just good to be around new guys and guys in the same season of life same values beautiful location yeah, yeah same values and just go deep like yeah. i love going deep with people yeah yeah so it's you it's nice. you when you talked to me on the way home and when you got home you seemed like so filled up mm, which thanks. i loved that's yeah. like a good if good you food too. <laughs> and good food good yeah good filled up in all the ways but that's a really good indicator you know when you're with like a spouse or even a friend or yeah, a family member like if they come back from something sincerely filled up like better like glowing more than when they left like that's a good you should encourage them that to is, do that more because we missed you too. obviously like if, but if you don't if you feel less exactly or energy zapped you, yeah you need to really question your time mm-hmm. with those people or the things that you're doing i heard something really good i was listening to i believe it was the craig rochelle leadership podcast and he had dave ramsey on Nice. This is not, we're not sponsored by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> we just listen to a lot of um, stuff. We listen to a lot of stuff. We need to start quoting other people. But um, anyways, I was listening to the leadership podcast and he was talking about burnout. And he said, you can't motivate people. You can only direct motivated people. Mm. And you can only burn out if you've been on fire. And so some people are like, oh, I'm so burned out. And he's like, how's that possible? Like, you've never even been on fire. But, what do you um, mean by on fire? Meaning like passionate about oh. the thing, like something like that, but his, gotcha. or something to that effect. But, um, but Interesting. yeah, I totally lost my train. Oh my gosh. You guys, this happens all the time. <laughs> pregnancy brain. I wish I could blame it on pregnancy brain, but don't lie not to the people. Brain. It happens even not pregnant. Does it's it not? Right. Well, let's get to the pot. Let's uh, just get to, to this. If I think devotion. about it, what I was going to say, I will say it, but, um. Did it have to yeah. deal with people who zap your energy or like Yeah, lessons? I think it was oh, I think what it was is when you're doing fulfilling work, it had to do more with work, but I think it doubles for relationships. When you are doing fulfilling work or when you have fulfilling relationships, you get fatigued. Like you get tired, but you're not burnt you're not exhausted, like you're not completely drained. It's when you're doing something that you don't enjoy or that doesn't fill you up that you feel like that maybe that's what it was i could be saying the whole thing wrong which is like that's when you have burnout Mm. is when you actually like you doing too much of a good thing makes you tired and you have to rest it's part of it but doing too much of something that's not filling you up is when you experience burnout because you haven't been filled up in such Mm, a long over a long period of time so I think same with relationships is like if you're not being filled up, I think you can burn out because there's nothing fueling you, right? Well, that's why it's super important. And most of us have to, you know, you work jobs that maybe you don't love and it's draining, but it's always so important to have a, a source that fills mm-hmm. you up. May that be a mentor, yeah, a music artist that you listen to, church, nature, like you gotta make sure you're being filled up even community and relationships and stuff like that and i think knowing your why why are you doing it if you hate it but you're doing for sure but if you don't like who you're with then why are you hanging out with them or if you don't like the job you're at why are you there 
And that doesn't mean you need to jump ship on your job or the relationship or whatever. But I think without vision, the people perish, it says in Proverbs. So I think when you have a vision for like, I hate this job, but it's going to get me out of debt in one year. Or I'm going to pay X off in this amount of time. But if it is kind of like, you know what, this just the payoff isn't there. Well, shoot, make some changes. Well, there's also, you know, if you have to be doing those jobs, like do it unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like do the yeah. best that you can. And, you know, I remember there was this one Cinnabon guy who like managed a Cinnabon and like his store was just doing amazing. He, he yeah, was like a on Undercover Boss. Yeah, yeah. Undercover Boss. Oh, and, that sounds so good. You know, you just have to like change your perspective, you know, and, and just just do the best that you can and, and try and just be yeah. happy where you're at. And stuff will happen. Yeah, that's a really good point because that was on Undercover Boss. And it's true because the the people, there were always, because 99% of the time it's like a franchise situation where there's multiple locations, multiple stores, multiple, whatever it is. And when the owner would go, like there's always one restaurant that, or most of the time, one business that's being run kind of like, eh, Mm. people aren't happy, they're under paid or under supported and that could be from the top down that could not be the local manager's fault that could be you know from the top which is an issue but there's some people then that in another store you know 20 miles away they have like 30 percent increase over all other and it's like how is they how are they doing this but there's a leader there that just has a different perspective, which is, I might not be here forever, but while yeah. I'm here, I'm going to make these people excellence. say, like, excellence. Like they excellence. make a decision to be good to their employees yeah. or to be good to their customers. And that does make all the difference. And that just doing things unto the Lord opens, like, it opens heaven over you. It gives, yeah. it opens opportunities. And, you know, God's, God sees that and he's like, wow, yeah. I want to bless that. Yeah. And it attracts, like, I mean, that's what the that's, favor of God that's, to you. That's what uh, uh, David, you know, David was a shepherd before he was a mm-hmm. king. Yeah. And he went, even though he was anointed, he still went back and was a shepherd and he worked was, the yeah. land. And all that is training. If you look at what you're yeah. doing, even if you're a janitor or working at fast food or whatever it may be that you maybe don't like, see it, see it as training mm-hmm. and do the best that you can. And, you know, God will acknowledge that. And 100%. Well, it's funny because I look back to a job that I had that was just, oh, well, it was very mm. uncomfortable in a lot of ways. It was very toxic in a lot of ways. But I now, removed from it, can see all the benefits and mm. the growth that happened. Sometimes what you're learning is what not to put up with, and that's a lesson in itself. Nothing is wasted. But I also look, and I was so deathly shy. Like, I was telling you the other day that in high school, I avoided doing a freaking oral project and took an F because I was so afraid to speak in Mm. front of the class. You're such a good speaker, too. Well, you know why? Because that job (laughs) that was Ah. not good, it it taught me to, um, you know, be good. I had to. Mm-hmm. I had to make announcements to sometimes a hundred people or a thousand people over a microphone and talk to them and tell them what was going on. And oh, I didn't want to do it, but it was also I'm getting paid to do it. I got to do it. Mm. And you just, you know, saddle up and do what you got to do. Which is so funny. You, you cracked me up because, you know, when you would have auditions and we would drive yeah. together, you just didn't. <laughs> You're like, I hate I this. I don't want to do this. The whole way. And then you'd go in and you'd wow them and you'd like turn the switch. And 
book the job. And I'm like, uh, you know, like, what? <laughs> Who is this person? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I would just become a character in the audition room. Because well, you want to do I'm the like, best Because Brittany's idea. not going to show up. So oh, so-and-so really? is going to show up. I mean, it was still me, but it was like I had to... I don't know. I think when it comes to sink or swim, I'm not going to sink, yeah. but I don't necessarily want to swim. And then you or someone or God will like push me in and I'm like, well, dang it, I'm not going to sink. So I got to swim. And then I, I swim. So, yeah. Well, then I swim and I'm like, that was really refreshing. And you're like, well, then why are you upset when you have to go do it again tomorrow yeah. or four more times today? But anyways, okay. Should we do the devotion? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's funny too, because you had one opportunity that, and you booked the job Yeah. and you it still gets picked up like every year it's the fair rocher one and it's like five years it's been the best job and i don't even think you want to go out on that audition you know it's like i don't like chocolate just do it just if you have opportunities you and coda came with me you drove me over there i'm like well i'll i'll do it if you and it wasn't i and i feel like it sounds like you're so ungrateful people would kill for auditions it was just i was auditioning all the time it was like a rush hour you know, we yeah. lived on the west side. It was just like, it's going to be easy to make over. excuses. So easy. And it's like, well, I think too, there's no guarantee that that's going to pay off. It's not like, oh, you booked the job, but you don't feel like going. It's like, hey, you can go wait in a waiting room yeah. and then go get judged. Also, and so I think you weren't. You weren't fully passionate about it. Like you would do it no. if you could, but you weren't yeah. like, oh, my God, I love this. You know, I'll, I'll make every opportunity. Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, I've never been one that's like, oh my gosh, I have to be in front of the camera. Well, it's not your identity. It's yeah, it's so. really not. But 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 you, I'm like, babe, we aren't doing anything today. This could help yeah, our family. Yeah. Let's. I'll Let's drive you. It. Just show up. And you up did. And you drove on. me over there. Yeah. I think were we newly married? I don't even think we were married yet. I think we were engaged. Mm-hmm. But you, or maybe we had just met, like a couple months prior. I don't even know. No, oh, no. I think no, it'd been we like a year. Engaged, yeah. We were probably engaged. But um, but you drove me over there. I went in, put on a smile. And the funny thing is I was trying not to. Oh, you know what I did? I can tell you. The, I, I made them all laugh. And the moment they laughed, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I was I like, they're going to. Well, not I booked it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to come back tomorrow for a callback. <laughs> I'm going to have to drive all the way over here. No, it wasn't. I wasn't that ungrateful. But I was like, oh, shoot. I did something wrong, but I couldn't help it because it was a group audition. Usually, it depends on what the commercial is for, but you'll go in either by yourself or in a group. Um, if it's like an ensemble, like, you know, for for example, for alcohol or beer, like football season, it's usually a group of people, right? Like tailgating. And so you go in with people so they can see your energy and like how your chemistry is and whatever else. And they're also being like, we need a brunette. We need a Hispanic. Yeah. We need a blonde. We need a this. Um that's just the way they do it. And so, but I was in there and there was, they had us all lined up. I think there was like six of us. And I think it was three guys, three girls. And so it was the three guys that me and the other two girls, like that's just how the line was, I think. And they were asking the guys, like, are you okay to shave? Because some brands want the more clean cut look. Everyone has something that they're looking for. And so they, you know, you say your name, you show your hand, like it's a whole thing, but basically you show who you are. And then you say, the guys are like, yes, I'm okay to shave. So that the client knows, hey, if we want him to shave his beard or whatever, like be a little more clean cut, he will. And so I did it and I was like, I also am okay to shave or something mm. like that, like as a joke. And and they all thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, funny. <laughs> but anyway. All okay. right, here we go, guys. So it's May 18th. Good evening. And the title is Know His Ways. And the verse at the top is Psalms 25, 4. 
Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. And the devotion. One of the reasons we sometimes miss how the Lord is working in our lives is because we don't really know God and his Mm, ways. Maybe you would say, I've received Jesus as my Savior. Surely I know him. What more is there to understand? But if you only know Jesus as your Redeemer and not as your great physician, Lord of Lords, Good Shepherd, High Priest, Mighty Warrior, and all the other ways he ministers to you, there will be a great deal you're missing about his will and how he operates. Even worse, you may not trust him as deeply as you should because you don't truly know his character and how profoundly he cares for you. Remember, knowing God's will means understanding how he thinks about your situation. This makes learning about him and his principles absolutely crucial to your pursuit of his plan. The less you know about him, the less you'll know how to listen to him, which in turn means the less you're going to hear from him. But the more you understand about Christ and who he is, the more you'll be able to perceive his activity in your circumstances. Therefore, set your heart to know him. And the prayer, Jesus, I want to know and love you more. Show me your ways. I put my hope in you. Amen. Wow. So much golden nuggets. I in love there. all that. Like, oh, yeah, wow. just all the names for God, the great physician, you know, the Lord of Lords, the good shepherd, the high priest, father, dad, you know, mighty warrior. It's true. Like if, if you only know him and some people just grew up knowing him very much religious wise, just like God. Yeah. Right. But there's so many attributes and names. I remember I had this one CD that my buddy made called I am. He wrote it and it was like 500 names that God's called mm. or 360. I don't know what it was, but it was a lot. And I would just play it. Kind of like Yahweh, El Shaddai, yeah, yeah. Jehovah Shalom, all yeah. of those. Yeah, it's it's pretty My Emmanuel. hope, my peace, my joy. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I also love, this is really, really powerful how it talks about, basically, if you only know him as your redeemer, so basically you just invited him into your heart and you stopped the relationship yeah. there, then obviously you don't know him as your great physician, a.k.a. your healer. Yeah. You don't know him as Lord of Lords, which is the number one thing in your life. Everything is submitted yeah. to him. Um, that means you're still doing things your way if you haven't done that. Good Shepherd is is like that protector and that guide in life. Um, you know, it, Mighty Warrior, that one that can fight your battles for yeah. you. Like there's so he, there's so many more aspects to God, and there's some people that I look at and I don't blame them honestly for maybe like lack of faith or whatever it may be because I I can see well and I've been there. Mm. I remember one time. I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's really funny that that, that this came up. Um, I was, I don't remember exactly the situation. I feel like it was my, my first boyfriend um, that was not a great situation, but we were breaking up. And I say we were breaking up because it wasn't like a clean break. It was mm, like a process. They never are, right? <laughs> they never are. I mean, there was definitely like a soul tie there and like yeah. it was just messy and drawn out. And I I knew that I wanted to... I knew I didn't want to be with this person anymore, but then he didn't want to let go. And it was like, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. It's just messy, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I remember being so afraid to just really cut like a clean cut. Yes, it was painful, but I was afraid because I didn't know that God had better for me. And I remember be- literally being in the kitchen and my dad was at- talking to me about this because it was really bothering me. I think I was probably crying, you know, mm. and he's talking to his daughter like, what is going on? 
And then he looked at me with the most like loving father eyes, like like a dad. He is my dad, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like with that dad anointing and that dad mantle. And he was like, "Oh," and he's like, "You don't really know God." And I was like, "Oh, wow. what are you talking about?" But what he meant was like, "You don't know him on that level yet." Mm-hmm. And it was like, if you really believe that this is the best God has for you, oh, then you don't really oof. know him. Dang. Because if you knew him this would be much easier yeah. to walk away from. It wouldn't be more, it wouldn't be, you know, easier in the way of like, you don't have any pain, but it would just be, you would have that vision. You would, like it says in this devotion, you would see things and you would see his will the way yeah. he does. Yeah. And that really got to me because up until my high school years, I was walking so closely with God. And then through high school and just some things that had happened in our family and then with me personally, you know, I I think I stopped pursuing. It was mm. like, oh, he just, I kind of went backwards. Like, oh, you're my redeemer. I know I'm going to heaven. But he stopped being like my counselor and, and like the high priest of my life and the Lord of Lords and, you know what I mean? The healer of my heart. And I just remember like, but he wasn't saying it in a bad way. But you know when someone looks at you with so much yeah. sincerity and like tenderness and is like, oh, you don't, yeah. you don't know God. Like in that, in that regard. And yeah. I was like, oh you're right because mm. I knew it it was like a conviction but a, a good one and so wow. yeah but anyways that was really beautiful and then I also love when it says basically there will be a great deal you're missing out uh there will be a great deal you're missing about his will and mm. how he operates even worse you may not trust him as deeply as you should because you don't truly know his character and how profoundly he cares for you. And I think when people ask me, like, how do you trust God after loss, right? That's been the biggest thing the last couple of years. And I'm like, because I know him. Like, I trust him. I trust, I know his character. And it's not, and it's not a judgment. But if I can take the words of my dad, is if you're not trusting him, you don't know him. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know him yet. And you can. You just have to make the decision. You have to, it's like, getting you know when we met if we only talked to each other one hour one week or you know what I mean or here and there we wouldn't have formed that bond like when something matters to you you make it a priority you set time aside you connect and I choose to trust you because you've shown yourself trustworthy and hopefully vice versa and I think it's just yeah I just encourage anyone to really get to know him if your trust is lacking it's probably because you don't know his character you know, and I wouldn't blame anyone for not trusting a stranger. That's actually wisdom. Mm-hmm. But I'm encouraging you to don't let God be in that stranger category any longer. Yeah. Like, yeah. like really draw close to him because he's already there waiting for you. That's good. So, yeah. Is that the prayer? Yeah. And the prayer at the bottom, which is doesn't matter how holy you are, if you're like the Billy Grahams of the world, the Christine Canes of the world, I guarantee you they're still praying this prayer every day, mm-hmm. which is, Jesus, I want to know and love you more. Show me your ways. I put my hope in you. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Good yes, night. Yes, love you. <laughs>